This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hello there and welcome to the Bite Size Business Breakfast. Very best bits of today's show. It is a Wednesday, the 28th of February, live from Al Wassel Dome. What have we got for you? Well, we're going to hear from Ahmed Al Khatib. He's the Chief Development and Delivery Officer down here at Expo City Dubai about everything from real estate options. You can buy an apartment, you can buy a villa, and the microclimate inside Al Wassel Dome. Yes, it is technically cooler. What else have we got for you? Some of our top stories today. Inflation in Dubai is on the rise and housing is a part of it. The thoughts of Katija Hack on that. We're going to be hearing from the man behind the latest hot IPO stock in Dubai. He is Mohammed Al Ali. It is parking. It's the operator of public parking in Dubai on street and parking lots. Chief executive interview coming up. And finally, tax. New warnings about corporate tax in Dubai. If you do not file your tax returns, you will face a fine of at least 10,000 dirhams. Brandy's been speaking to the tax expert, Thomas Van Hee. All that's come. First up, though, let's jump straight into our top business stories. Let's have a look at one of our top stories this morning, which is those new inflation numbers, CPI numbers coming out for Dubai. Dubai inflation falling slightly month on month, but rising year on year to 3.6%, up from 3.3% the month before in December. Khadija Hack, senior economist of Emirates MBD, tells us what's driven it there. Dubai's CPI inflation accelerated to 3.6% year-on-year in January from 3.3% in December, uh, which was a three-month high. The main driver was housing costs, which has been a key source of inflation through 2023 as well. Housing costs rose 6.2% year-on-year in January, which was the fastest pace of growth since November 2015. The good news, though, is that transport costs are lower than they were a year ago and food inflation is also slowing, along with recreation and hospitality services. So what does that mean for Emirates MBD's house view of inflation? What do they expect to happen this year? Looking ahead, we expect most components of the CPI basket to slow this year, but housing costs are probably going to remain a key source of inflation in 2024. Overall, we expect average inflation at 3% this year, down from 3.3% in 2023. That's Khadija Hack, Senior Economist of Emirates NBD. Uh, speaking of costs, we've got new fines for those who do not register for corporate tax on time. Uh, we've got one tax expert in the studio in about 20 minutes to talk us through how you can avoid that. Um, and Richard Dean, a man who knows firsthand what it's like to see his parking fines go beyond the triple digits, has been down speaking to the man who's going to help you profit from them. That is right. Yesterday we had the launch of the parking IPO. It's been spun out of the RTA. It is, of course, the parking system, the public parking system here in Dubai. The guy who's running the show is the CEO. He is Mohammed Al Ali. Sat down with him for a full interview yesterday. We're going to hear that just before eight o'clock this morning. But the first question I asked him was, "Okay, investors are buying into IPOs here. They buy into a story, don't they? You buy into the Salik story, Brandy. You bought into the Dewa story. So I asked him, "What's the investment story for parking?" So if we're going to talk about parking, it's we can see as a great opportunity to Dubai. Uh, do, the growth of Dubai is the growth of the company, as simple as that. So uh, if you are comparing uh, Dubai as the growth, we have like Urban Master Plan 2040, Dubai will growth for around 60%, which means that uh, high demand of the parking. 
High demand for parking is what's expected. But lots of questions about, well, how much can you charge for it? Can you just double the number of parking spaces, double the price of parking spaces to fuel your profits? The short answer is no, because it's going to be a regulated industry in much the same way that Salic as a public listed company. Much as their shareholders would like them to build 47 new Salic gates at double the price, they can't because it's a regulated entity and these things are set by the government. Same with parking. So you can hear from him a little bit later on. One thing I did ask him was, are we going to go all Parisian on this? Because remember, a few weeks ago, Paris voted to increase parking charges on big cars. This was the referendum, wasn't it? Because the size of an SUV in is a, you know carflation or carbesity, um, they're they're calling it, is now larger than a lot of the car parks in Paris. So bad for pedestrians, bad for um, cyclists, but a money-making opportunity for local government. It is potentially. So he wouldn't be drawn on whether they're going to charge per kilogram of car or whatever it may be, or low emission cars versus high emission cars. But he did say there will be variable pricing. And we still have variable pricing, different zo- some zones are more expensive than others. I don't think you could go others. after SUVs here. It's, as a business opportunity, it's clearly a booming, a big market, but culturally, you know, you've got to get these things past the community, haven't you? So would it be acceptable? I don't know, but variable pricing is already here. And there's going to be more of it that that we can that that much we know that interview with him is available on our social media channels. Also, it's coming up. This is the Bite Size Business Breakfast exclusively on DubaiI1038.com. The latest hot IPO stock in Dubai is Parking, the public parking operations that's been spun out of the RTA. The IPO goes live in just a few days' time. Yesterday, I spoke with the Chief Executive Officer, Mohammed Al Ali, and I began by asking him So, what's the investment story that in shareholders will be buying into? So if we're going to talk about parking, it's we can see as a great opportunity to Dubai. Uh, the growth of Dubai is the growth of the company, as simple as that. So uh, if you are comparing uh, Dubai as the growth, we have like Urban Master Plan 2040, Dubai will grow for around 60%, which means that uh, high demand of the parking. Uh, taking consideration that the life cycle in Dubai, everybody like life cycle has his own car. Uh, you have excellent infrastructure. You have it's like cost of the fuel, uh, so uh, affordable. We can say buying a car. So all that you mean, uh, leading the people to drive more and to to find a lot of opportunity about the expansion of our business. Interesting development in Paris recently. They're now charging more for people with cars with large engines. Is this something that the that you at parking might look at? Actually, so uh, taking consideration that anything related to the tariff, uh, to the you can say policies and governance, it will be stick under RTA responsibilities uh, for sure, since they are regulator for that. So um, we are an operator. Whatever should be uh, implemented by the government should be. Uh, we should stick to that. However, if we can feel there is any like in the future, for example, uh, expansion or requirement, um, either changing the changing the prices, dynamic pricing, or uh, changing from unpaid or to paid or changing the premium, I mean, from the standard to the premium. Yes, we can. We can recommend that to RTA, but this is subject to the RTA assessment approval and the executive uh, office final approval and go ahead. A couple of final questions. Can I talk to you about fines? You mentioned earlier today that they're up to a third of your revenue. And, and as, a, as a shareholder, as an investor in the company, that would worry me slightly. 
What if people just start paying their parking normally? Bang goes your profit margin. How do you deal with that as a CEO? Not as an engineer, which you are, but as a CEO. Yeah. See, actually, our, our aim is here to change the culture from the, the company to the, to the, to the customers to, to paid. I mean, the, the, the proper fee for the parking is not like to be given the fines. Yes, we, if we're going to have like more people should be uh, paying uh, the tariff. It means our revenue for, for sure it will be uh, I mean, shooting up. Uh, again, taking consideration Dubai, it's like... Uh, it's, it's, it's an attractive to everybody and we have a target by 2025, 25 million visitors in Dubai. So there is always people who will come uh, and there is always, we can say, the potential uh, is not paying or not, we can say, uh, expanding the tariff uh, of the, uh, can say, Rizet Park. Finally, my question is about the, the alpha for parking. Okay, you'll benefit from the growth of the Dubai population and tourism, maybe 5% a year. But on top of that, what can you do to boost revenue? Yeah, actually, this is, I mean, the, the growth of, of, of Dubai, of course, the growth of our company, that is, has you know, natural growth for the same as a direct revenue. However, as a company, we have a plan to have an indirect revenues by maximizing our utilization of our assets. For example, we can um, sign an advertising, uh, we can say contract with the private uh, partners that can be as an indirect revenue. Uh, again, about uh, you have MOUs by the leading technology by providing uh, EV charging, we can provide some products uh, which might be um, a special product by a special price on the same. So all that, I mean, um, potentials actually, it is the, the it's, it's leading us to work more and more. Not only that, uh, I mean, the position of our company as, I mean, an experience, we can say 30 years uh, experience in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the parking operation. We have uh, extremely excellent uh, team, we can say technical or management in the core uh, and we have leading in the technology and we have the enforcement capabilities which actually put the company to be like leading uh, parking operator uh, in the UAE overall. And of course, it will open a lot of doors to the private sector, not only in Dubai, even beyond Dubai. And a last follow-up to that, in terms of the private sector, we've seen Salik do the deal with MR for parking in Dubai Mall. Are you now going to be competing with Salik for these mandates to run private sector car parks? Uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, about parking. First of all, to highlight that, we have 100% public uh, parking, uh, which is almost 179,000 parking. If you're going to compare uh, public among the, uh, also including the private uh, parking in Dubai, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit like 91 percent of the same. So uh, yes, it's it's like a small percent, nine percent. Uh, it will be in the private. Um, if it is feasible for parking company to go and compete, yes, we can be like competing other private, uh, we can say, uh, operators, we can say parking operators in the markets. Um, uh, again, uh, to highlight that, as a parking, we are lead in the technology and operation and the enforcement. So the full cycle of the real operator here in Dubai. Mohammed Al-Ali, he's the CEO of Parking. The IPO opens for subscription next week. Catch up on the business headlines with the Bite Size Business Breakfast. Let's look in more detail at one of those top business stories. Do have a tax expert with us in our outdoor studio down here at Expo City, Dubai, to have a look at those new deadlines and the new fines uh, when it comes to registering for corporate tax. Thomas Van He is a partner at Orifa Middle East Tax. Thomas, it's lovely to see you again. Good morning. Good morning on this chilly morning. 
It is. We're thinking of it as fresh, Thomas. Yes. It's fresh. Wake you up. Right. We've got a 10,000 dirham fine for not registering for corporate tax on time. Corporate tax is not new. Why are we seeing this now? So I guess it's a reminder uh, of the, the, the Federal Tax Authority. Right? You're not new. Uh, you're right. It's not new. It applies since the 1st of June of last year. But we didn't get to the filing deadline just yet. So this is a bit of a reminder. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a filing deadline, and this is a filing fine. This is the f- this is the fine to not register. Yeah, for tax for corporate tax purposes. Okay, so what do you need to do to make sure that you don't fall foul of it? Let's first talk about categorization. Uh, what do companies need to do in terms of figuring out what category they fall under here? Yeah, so I think probably the most common category is companies that are already in the UAE already have a license. So those companies need to look at when their license renewal is. And depending on that date, there's a calendar which has been determined by the FTA by which you need to register for corporate tax purposes. Right? Um, that calendar runs from May until the end of the year. So depending on when your license renewal is, you may fall somewhere in that period, which doesn't prevent you from already registering now, as many businesses have already done. Right, and I had a look at this table, and it goes month by month, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so th- the decision which came out uh, the other day applies us from the 1st of March. So, for example, if your license renewal is Jan or Feb, you have time until m- end of May. Right? If your license renewal is December, you only have time until the 31st of December. So it's done on your license and not necessarily on the tax year. Correct. What happens if a company holds multiple licenses? Yeah, then we look at the earliest license date renewal. And that's the one that's going to apply. That's the one that we need to put against that table that the Federal Tax Authority have published. And that's in the deadline that we need to monitor. Businesses would have between one and three months, uh, approximately, as from the license renewal date. So that's a bit to, to monitor. It's a bit complicated, obviously, because it shifts from, from month to month. But I think the bottom line is actually nobody should wait right now and they can just go ahead and avoid that 10,000 dirham fine. Is there any difference between onshore or, or offshore freelance there is licenses? Not. No. no. What is the potential pitfall here? What do you think people are most likely to get wrong? Um, I don't think there's a, there's a lot of things to get wrong potentially except for the deadline right um i I think many businesses have already registered you told so yourself i've been here already on 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 your show corporate tax we've been talking about it for quite some time right and it applies since june of last year so there's really no nothing preventing businesses currently to go and register for tax purposes we used to say that the deadline is the first filing which at the earliest would be February 2025. But now the FTA has essentially said, no, we need to have that earlier. We need to know everybody who should be registered, should be registered very, very soon. Okay, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to hurry up and, and, and register. Do we know anything about how many people have registered? We don't know how many people have registered. We know how many businesses are registered for VAT purposes. That's 372,000, give or take. And for corporate tax purposes, we should probably be right around that number. The scope is slightly different. Uh, Natural persons, for example, are also in scope. So 
would be right around that number, likely. And yeah. when we talk about taxable persons, talk to me also about what kind of individual, business individuals as well as companies that could be having to look at these deadlines. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably the, the major kind of confusion very, very often. So you have, let's say your corporate's free zone or otherwise, they all need to register for corporate tax purposes. A natural person only needs, needs to register when they have a tax liability. And they would only have a tax liability if they have income above 1 million dirhams. And they can exclude three categories from business income, right? Wages, for example, investment income, and real estate income are always excluded. So if you're above that 1 million dirham threshold, you need to register for corporate tax purposes. Freelancers and, and whatnot. Sorry to cut you. No, 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 not at all. For um, the fine, this 10,000 dirham yeah. fine for not registering, does the law differentiate, as it does in other places, between getting it wrong and deliberately trying to duck tax? Um, yes, it does. Um, this will not come into play at the moment of registration, but m rather at the moment of, of filing, really. The, the corporate tax registration is much less important than the VAT registration. Right? The VAT registration allows you to charge VAT. The corporate tax registration only puts you into the, the database of the FTA and allows them to see, okay, you should be filing. Let's then see once you filed whether that's correct or not. What happens if at the time that your deadline for you know, your, your license renewal and therefore your, your registration in terms of tax came up, you were earning under the threshold, uh, but you had a really good year, and what do you know? You've passed it. Yeah. Have you still missed your registration date and are you still liable for a fine? No, no you wouldn't have. So for a natural person, we look at the calendar years, right? And you, you have a number of months post the end of the calendar year for you to register for corporate tax purposes. So let's say you're a freelancer and you've got a very, very successful year and all of a sudden you're above the 1 million dirham threshold. It, you can make that assessment whether you're above at the end of the calendar year and then register. So yeah. what was your phone like yesterday other than us calling you <laughs> after this 10,000 dirham fine was announced? Uh, did it make people suddenly think, goodness, I've got to get onto that? Um, I think you guys were probably one of the f one of the first guys on 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 the phone. I think uh, what we're going to see over the next next couple of days is the companies that have not registered just yet. They very likely will, right? That ten thousand dirham is a very powerful stick. You don't you don't want that. The the process is not complex, so you really should not get that fine. Um, so I think we're going to see some activity on on that in the next couple of days for sure. What's your gut feeling? 20 seconds. How on top of the registration do you think we are here? Um, I think we're midway uh, businesses, probably. Um, we've registered a large number of corporates, but I don't think it's, it's that common for everybody. Yeah. Thomas Van He, partner at Arifa Middle East Tax, speaking to us this morning about that 10,000 dirham fine for non-registration on time for corporate tax. Just the highlights. This is the Bite Size Business Breakfast. We're live at Expo City Dubai. We're in the middle of Al Wassel Dome and joined now by the man who helped to build it. He is Ahmed El Khatib. He's the Chief Development and Delivery Officer here at Expo City Dubai. Ahmed, Ahlan Good morning, Richard. <laughs> Thanks for inviting us down here. Look, it's a spectacular setting and a spectacular venue. But let's talk about the mantra that you have here at Expo City Dubai for the next phase of it. Live, 
work and play and in particular the live part of things because even though you've built Expo City Dubai in the run-up to the event you're still building now tell us more uh, well thank you Richard for hosting me on this uh, amazing show that uh, you've always been part of this since inception since the start till now uh, as you know like uh, once the event uh, was completed the transition to the legacy uh, was an important key milestone to kickstart and uh, of course the planning of the city considered the legacy uh, since day one and the residential component was an um, uh, important uh, component to add on to the existing offering. Uh, as you know, the, we've been witnessing the growth of uh, the population and the economy. Uh, the latest statistics shows like 5% growth per year. That demand we had to move fast. And uh, in addition, the demand on Expo City uh, has increased uh, due to that population increase. We kick-started uh, uh, three projects in less than a year, okay? Uh, three main developments. We kick-started the uh, Expo uh, Mangrove uh, Residences, uh, Sky Residences, and Expo Valley. For Mangrove, we have already started the construction. Uh, we completed all the enabling works. The main contractor is on site. Uh, the land formation at Expo Valley is also completed and the infrastructure uh, have also started. Uh, Sky Residences, we are done with Tower 1, we are releasing Tower 2 uh, next week. Following that will be Tower 3 as well. So all of this is just uh, moving with the needed uh, natural growth of uh, Expo City Dubai. So there's kind of two bits to this. You, you can live in what you're calling central which is very close to where we are now, the Al Wassel Dome, just a couple of minutes walk from here, right in the middle of Expo. But if you want a bit more space, you've developed what you're calling Expo Valley, which is villas and townhouses, just a little bit further away from the dome, but as its name suggests, more space. Where's the hot demand? Which are the one, which one has got the phones ringing off the hook? <laughs> to be honest, like uh, both, or uh, the three of them actually, uh, we have listened to the market carefully. And uh, again, the unique thing about our developments are the uh, high standards that we do in terms of uh, technology, in terms of sustainability. And uh, to be honest, most importantly, the brand that we have developed during the event time when it comes to quality, when it comes to attention to details, when it comes to attention to human experience, and most importantly, delivering on time. So all of those brand names uh, coming together have put all of our, our uh, offerings on high demand. Okay, doesn't sound cheap. If you're getting <laughs> great location, great quality, all of that has a price tag. What's it going to cost me? When you want to look at the prices, you should look at so many factors like the destination, the location, uh, the proximity to uh, entertainment, to parks, to restaurants, to F&B. The easy way out and uh, getting and getting out, you know, every day we hear in Dubai, I, the traffic updates and how the roads look like red here, red there. When it, when it comes to Expo City itself, it is the most easiest uh, destination to get in and to get out. And we've tested this on all aspects, whether you host an event, you're coming to work, you're coming to live, it all ticks the boxes. <coughs> When it comes to prices, like uh, our uh, apartments, they start from 1.7 uh, million. Uh, and when it comes to the valley, uh, living in a townhouse starts from uh, 3.9 million. Uh, our spaces for the units are very generous. Uh, the experience, the uh, needs uh, when it comes to 
walkability, uh, you know, like uh, living in a green area. We have developed the destination. And then, you know, we, we, it happens that we are developing also like uh, those units. When are people going to move in? Uh, our, again, our properties are in high demand, so we will be soon selling out and uh, we will be also launch, launching new projects uh, to come. Our expectations uh, that we will com be completed by the first quarter of 2026. And uh, again, we deliver and uh, I promise you that will happen, inshallah. And taking a step back on uh, our prices, the most competitive part of our prices is our payment plan. You know, again, we have the best payment plan and I don't know what to call it in the region and the country. We have eight years payment plan for the apartments. So you pay 50% up to handover. And then after handing over the apartment, you have five years to continue the payment plans. And when it comes to Expo Valley, we have six years payment plan, three years up to handover and three years uh, after handing over. So when it comes, whether you are an investor or an end user, this is the best uh, property. Well, this is interesting because I was with you here at, at the El Wassel Dome for the launch of Sky Residences. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw your speech. And I don't know how many times you mentioned the Federal Reserve and interest rates, but it was quite a lot because it's yeah. always an important factor when raising interest rates. And you were saying we seem to have peaked last year at interest rates. We're expecting the Fed to cut rates. Who knows when? Jay Powell isn't telling me. <laughs> but why is this so important to you and the team here and for Dubai real estate in general? Uh, again, when we looked at the interest rate towards the end of last year, yes, the interest rate like uh, was high and then continued as stable, you know, without any increase. However, the number of transactions and the volume of the transactions, the financial numbers were very high. Uh, again, this puts like so many factors because the interest rate is not the only factor that will uh, impact a demand. It's the entire thing. You know, when it comes to smart cities, like uh, when we talk about smart cities, it's always comes to regulations as well and the leadership. So the smart city without a smart leadership and regulations, it will not be a smart city. So this goes back again to how our leaders and the government, they keep changing and coping and ha having flexible uh, regulations to cope with the demand and with the increase of interest rates. So it's negative from one side, the positivity overshadows the negativity. Ahmed, can't let you go without asking you about the climate here. We're here all this week. Thanks so much for inviting us. We're getting here at about 5.30, on air at 6. Yeah. It's wonderfully cold <coughs> and crisp. We've been asking, is there a microclimate inside Al Wassel Dome? A hundred percent, you know, as part of the, our uh, sustainability KPIs when we built the city was to ensure that we leverage a lot on passive design elements. What does it mean? It means like how much you actually place things in place that uh, can drop the temperature, uh, can create those nice, amazing breezes that we're feeling right now. So wherever you walk in Expo City, you actually feel the differences in, uh, uh, in temperature. And uh, also, of course, like you get uh, uh, really amazed by the beautiful uh, landscape we have. So the greenery, together with the passive design elements, together they actually control this uh, amazing. Well, we're going to have to get a, a range of Expo City Dubai branded merch and an Expo Gilet for Tom Urquhart <laughs> to keep him warm. But for now, Ahmed <laughs> Al Khatib, Chief Delivery and Development <laughs> Officer at Expo City Dubai. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Richard. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. 
to enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.